everybody. Welcome back to Quickly Talks, a podcast brought to you by Quickly Media. Great guest today as always, but before we get to him, real quick, just reminding you guys, rate, review, subscribe, and share. The double R and the double S. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Also, it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas. This is coming out on December 25th. Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at Quickly Media. That's where you'll see everything that Quickly Media has going on. And uh, yeah, this is our fourth episode, but we have three already existing really good previous episodes uh, to go back and listen to. First episode was uh, Quickly Media CEO Danny and I. Uh, I think I said my name already, but if I didn't, hi, I'm Logan, uh, producer slash host Logan. And uh Episode two, Gabriel Vaca, president and CEO of just Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And then episode three, uh, Daniel's mother, the founder of Quickly Color, an all Spanish episode for all of our bilingual peeps out there. But today I've got the president of Hype, Alex Villanueva. What's up, my man? How are you? Thank you. I really appreciate it. Really awesome opportunity. It's actually my first podcast, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Honored to be your first time. Yeah. How are you, dude? I'm good, man. Getting ready for the holidays. Yeah? What you got going on? So um, most of you that know me, I'm from Chicago. Big, big, big Chicago, diehard Chicago person. So I'm um, getting ready to travel. I've done this routine since I've moved to, to Atlanta. Ever since I moved, I traveled to Chicago on the coldest day of the year on Christmas or Christmas Eve. So I'm getting Dang. ready for that. Yeah. When do you fly out? Literally tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Wow. <laughs> that early flight, though. That, yeah. Sometimes it'd be hitting different. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> so tell me, I, I said at the top that you, uh, you're the president of Hype. Remind me and just tell the people who don't know, what is Hype? Yep. So Hype. So we stand for Hispanic Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs. So we're for individuals, millennials, ages 21 to 35. So we're dedicated to be Georgia's next sustainable resource for young business professionals. So though we are Latinx by name or Hispanic by name, that's not just solely who we are. So we're inclusive of all people and backgrounds, and we're dedicated to helping the community in, in three specific areas since the pandemic. So community, entrepreneurship, and leadership development. So community, kind of what it sounds like, giving people that community aspect and feel though being in a pandemic, though being behind Zoom screens, presenting new and innovative ideas to connect with people in our community. So we've done things like virtual Lotaria. We've done things on mental health, things just to keep people connected. Um, so that's community, entrepreneurship, or leadership development. So we focus on entrepreneurship and professional development. So within those specific areas, we target how to get people connected through continual professional development activities and entrepreneurship during a pandemic. So access to resources and capital, how to understand and get people to understand to walk through their different professional journeys. So we span through ages 21 to 35, but young professionals have different stages within their young career. So you have the early professionals that are right out of college, middle, middle of their career professionals, and those that are becoming, I guess, for lack of better words, more seasoned. <laughs> um, and then we have a, a pillar called our public policy. So we focus on nonpartisan educational resources. So we don't want to sway you one way or another. We just want to present the resources and the facts of individuals to allow them to make their own decisions. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how we've been operating there during the pandemic. It's been an interesting year. Um, it's it, There's only so much Zoom you can do, right? So yeah. it, it's it's been a challenge, but it's been a fun challenge. I hear you, man. 
first off, you said this is your first podcast. You have a great podcast voice. <laughs> Thanks. After after listening to you talk for four minutes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh it's a you have a really solid podcast voice. So Thanks, man. Come on back. <laughs> um so you're the president of Hive. How long have you been the current sitting president? Yeah, so I've been president since what when I you know, since September. Okay. So, so you're fairly new to the job. Fairly new to the game right now. So who so you obviously didn't found you didn't not found hype. Who founded hype? How and why was hype founded? I guess is a bigger question. Yeah. So shout out to Juanita Juanita Velez Bernal. She actually recently got married. Congrats oh, to her. Big shouts her to her. Congrats to her. So yeah, she founded the organization back in 2016. So she basically found a need or a lack of something in our community, and that was millennial representation. One and then the other kind of seeing similar faces or similar names throughout the organization throughout organizations in the Atlantic community representing um, our Latinx or Hispanic individuals right so in 2016 she presented a case uh, through a program that she was taking called Chile cultivating Hispanic leadership Institute and for those that have never done that program I highly 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 encourage you to to join that program it's it's sponsored through UJ's Fanning Leadership Institute awesome program you meet individuals at all stages of their careers so I actually did the program as well um, and most of the times we're often the youngest people in the room which is kind of a cool and unique perspective right and so part of the leadership institute's program is they offer a leadership challenge and so Juanita's challenge was for herself that she challenged herself in the community was how do I connect millennials or how do I give access to younger professionals to um, the business world right to all those opportunities that older professionals are getting and how do I also give people that might not have the spotlight or the opportunity to be active in the community to have that that voice in that spotlight? So she, long story short, she presented a business case through UPS as well with Gabe Baca, who you guys were able to speak with not too long ago, yeah. and kind of the rest is history. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be, I mean, I'm going to assume you're around these same age as uh, I am. Are you in your mid-20s? Yeah, I could say my age. I'm 26. Okay, I'm cool, cool. I'm cool. in my prime right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, how does it feel to be have put in charge of such a young and up-and-coming organization? I mean, were you, I don't want to say, were you elected? Were you chosen by Juanita herself to be this in this role? How did that work for you, getting into the job? Yeah, so I, I actually was elected into it. So Wow. Prior to my role as president, I served as our member relations chair. So I was in that role for about two years. So essentially what that is, is us managing our membership. So handling each new person that comes in to hype, managing our ambassador program, making sure that we have our dues in place, that we can continue to grow, but also creating that experience, right? Because me, at any hype event when we did it in person, I was the first person or first group within hype that most people met so that was something that we pride ourselves in was creating that experience that exceptional experience that we have within hype that makes you feel and want to come back i often heard and what everybody hears all the time is that people will tell you so many facts they'll, they'll forget things that will come in through one ear and out the other but they, what they won't forget is how they made you feel and i think within hype that's something that we uniquely uh we uniquely build on that we that no other organization has and so yeah, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say I was a little nervous stepping into this role because I'm yeah. following I'm following a, a trailblazer in our community. She's a she's a living legend already, even though she she's still so young as well. And I think what I'm most excited about is when Juanita 
created the organization, she was providing exposure to so many individuals that never had that opportunity. And I'm one of the walking products of that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to continue that. I'm excited to show you guys all the different people that we that make up our leadership team and all the work that we're doing behind the scenes. So it, people in our organizations that represent entrepreneurs, that represent essentially the corporate America in, institutes or those that are essentially dedicated just to nonprofit service or public service or those that are in government. So I want to like essentially give access to like our leaders to have those opportunities as well. So shout out to my leadership team, shout out to everybody that's, that's been continuing to do the work during the pandemic. So I'm really excited to, to help build us up and continue to build us up. That's awesome, dude. So, so you are the president of this organization. You're 26. Do you find it easier to connect with the millennial group because you, I assume, are also a, a millennial. I don't know yeah. anything about Juanita. I don't know her age range. I don't know how old she is. Um, so I'm going to assume you're younger than her if she gave the president role to you. Right. Um, do you find that it's easier to connect with people with you being one of the people, I suppose? Yeah, so I think what's kind of gotten me so far within like my um within my professional career as well as within my, my volunteer nonprofit career, I guess if you want to say for lack of better words, uh, is that I have a unique ability and I've realized that to connect with people and, and really connect with people. And I think it kind of goes on my, my upbringings, right? So when I lived in Chicago, didn't live in too great of an area, sure. super diverse. Mm -hmm. For lack of better words, I tell people I live in the hood, essentially. <laughs> um, when I moved to um, – Georgia, I lived in a predominantly preppy area, Marietta, East sure. Cobb area. So, oh, yeah. like, I got to kind of experience, like, both ends of the spectrum. And then when I went to college, super diverse. You meet people oh, yeah. from, from all over. And then as I graduated from school, it was, like, I wanted to make it more intentional to connect with, like, my community, right? And so I think because I have all those perspectives and experiences that I can enter any, any room and have a conversation with anybody. And I think that's, that's a hard trait to find because some people just don't feel comfortable. Right. And it's just like, just kind of how you were raised and the, the upbringings that you had. Um, and so particularly with me, I think that I like to use the analogy and one of my, one of my mentors at work said this too, is that they use an example of, Hey, you want to go and grab lunch sometime? Versus with me, I'll say, hey, it's been a while. I think we should grab lunch on Monday. So essentially being intentional about your intentions of what you want to do with somebody or what, how you want to get to know somebody. And so mm -hmm. I think I pride myself on really getting to know people because I'm very, very adamant on the people aspect because I think as long as you understand the person and it's a mutual understanding both ways, you guys can both grow to new heights that you never really thought of before and you have a deeper understanding and appreciation for one another. So I think all that kind of combined – leads to how I'm able to really connect with people our age and our community. So, first of all, awesome. I So, you went to KSU, Go uh, Owls. Go Owls. We both went to KSU. Yeah, go Owls. Um, did you know from a younger age that you wanted to pursue that entrepreneurial lifestyle? Did you go to college? What, what did you get your degree in? Yeah, so I'm actually not an entrepreneur myself yet. Uh, I graduated with a degree in information systems. Oh, that's right. With yes, a yes. minor in information security and insurance. So currently work for Ernst & Young. I'm in cybersecurity. I, I think when I wanted to pursue my degree, there's a number of things that I had to consider, right? So I was the first to graduate from my family. So one, it was kind of like, I need to make it through college. I, I got to figure out how to get over that hump that others 
couldn't, right? For whatever the reasons might be, because of the resources, because that just wasn't important at the time, right? So it's like, that was my main thing. I, that was a huge accomplishment in my life that I probably, that's probably like the number one thing that I pride myself on today. I, I finished college. Um, and not only finished college, like I, I graduated and I got a really, really great opportunity and a great job. Yeah. And so I knew when I graduated from school, I didn't want to live the normal nine to five. I wanted something different. I don't like to be complacent. I like things that challenge me a little bit. And I like to have the opportunity to have, I use the analogy, have the, a new first day of school every day yeah. or every couple months. Sure. So within my role in consulting, I wear many hats. I serve many industries. Every client that I deal with is unique and different. And that excites me. So some days I might have a nine to five, but some days I might have a nine to nine or when I'm traveling, that creates all new experiences because then I got to wake up, make sure I don't miss my flight, sure. make sure I got to take care of all of my, my belongings that are given to me from the organization, the company. So it's like all of that creates an excitement and an urge in me like, wow, like I can't live like a, a normal-ish lifestyle. I got to continue this because I like having that differentiated experience. Um, and so I think that really encouraged me in college. Like as long as I can get good grades, get internships, be active, um, the rest will kind of fall in line, which is really impressive that you had that mindset. Because again, I'm not I'm not going to assume anything, but assuming from that you were the first in your family to go to college and finish college, um, you didn't have a. I don't want to. I'm going to tiptoe around saying like you didn't have that role model that was like, yeah, you got to go to college, you got to murder it, you got to join things, you got to be a part of the community. So did you just have that drive like out of high school going into college? You just knew that you wanted to do that. Yeah, so I think my my journey is a little bit different, right? So when I was in high school, um, I almost passed away. Uh, and so when I almost passed away when I was younger, it kind of really, it created a new drive in me. It was kind of yeah. like, man, like I don't have that much longer, or not that much longer. I don't have time to just wait around for things to kind of come, come around to me, right? So I wanted to essentially do all that I can while I can. And it created just like a new drive in me and a new fury. Like, man, like I want to do all this in college if I can get to college. High school, I wasn't really involved. Um, but when I got to college, I joined a bunch of organizations. I studied abroad in Madrid, Spain. I held a lot of different leadership roles, internships. It was an amazing experience. And from there, it kind of just like kept going and going. And I had people that along the way continued to invest in, in my development. Um, shout out to Inroads, which is a nonprofit dedicated to minority young professionals that are trying to aspire to be in corporate Americas because they were the ones that gave me my first ever internship. Um, big, big shout out to my, my mentor, Lisa Barca, if he ever listens to this, because he was the one that saw something in me that created so many more opportunities for me. Uh, and if it wasn't for those organizations that invested in my growth, I would have never have met Hype. I would have never have been wanting to join nonprofits and give back to our community. So all that kind of encumbers, encumbers, encumbers like my journey and how I've gotten where I am. Gotcha. That's awesome, dude. What was your, you said they gave you your first internship. What was your first ever going way back? What was your first ever job? Yeah. So my first like real job, uh, I worked for Quiznos subs. So <laughs> I was making sandwiches. Uh, I was delivering sandwiches. It was not fun. Um, it was okay, though. I mean, everybody has that one job mm -hmm. that kind of is like, wow, like. I can't believe I was I there. I can't believe I did that, yeah. right? Um, and oh, then, yeah. like, I always also say, like, my first, like, real-world job when I got to college, too. Sure. Um, 
I refereed sports. So really? I refereed. You kind of look like a referee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I refereed like flag football, basketball, ultimate frisbee. That's awesome. Uh, I'm all, I always tell people like I was making a hundred bucks like every two weeks. I was making like no money yeah. in college. So it was like all dedicated just so I can get like early registration in classes. Because oh, yeah. at Kennesaw, if you don't, if you don't get early registration, you're kind of kind of screwed. So it's like I did that. It was cool though. It taught me a lot of things. Like I, had the opportunity eventually to like make decisions like big decisions because in when you're refereeing sports um you're gonna piss somebody off oh, right yeah. so no you're either gonna make somebody say. really happy you're gonna piss somebody off and so that kind of helped me with like my career and helped me with just like leadership roles that i had because i learned that you can't please everybody right so you got to make the decision that you think it is best for the organization and so i kind of use that as kind of like my 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 prep to the roles that i'm in now Wow. Very cool, dude. Um, I'll, I'll be blunt with you. So the world is the most divided, I think, that it's ever been, or at least in a long, long time. Right. Um, with the organization named Hype, with Hispanic in the name, yep. um, how do you market yourself towards a, a straight-up white dude like me? Can I join Hype? Is Hype restricted to just the Hispanic community or could rock, could Russia join hype? Could I join hype? Could my neighbor down the street join hype? Is there an age limit? Also, I know y'all are the millennial thing. Are you, are you just the Hispanic millennials or are you kind of opening the floodgates to anyone who wants to become involved or tell me how that, uh, mindset works. Right. So I'll answer the, the latter part of your question first. Sure. So the age restrictions. So we, we target professionals ages 21 to 35. Okay. Um, we've talked about that in the past and gone back and forth on, do we expand it? Do we make it shorter? Does the young professional experience that I, I mentioned earlier in our conversation of the 21 to 24 vary vastly from a young professional who's 30 to 35, right? So we flirted with that idea about changing the age requirements, something that will have to be deeper conversations in the future. Uh, so that's, that's first. Next part of your question, can a white dude or anybody yeah. that's not Hispanic join organization? 100%. We af- we've had multiple people of different backgrounds join our leadership team, actually. We have an individual on our team right now. Shout out to Kate Powers. She's not uh, Latina, right? So she's a white woman, appreciative of our culture sure. and advancing uh, people in our community. And so that's what kind of like what we pride ourselves on from a – cultural uh a cultural awareness perspective is that we're latinx or hispanic by creation but that's just not our sole identity we have people of all backgrounds that just want to continue to help advance all people and so we pride ourselves on that sole fundamental value that you can come from any background as you please come to our events we encourage it all the time we love when people who aren't necessarily looking like us come to our events because it's like hey I can see that you took a leap of faith and stepped outside of your comfort zone to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that about you. And so we, we welcome that all the time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about millennials for a second. Okay. So you're a millennial. Correct. I'm not a millennial. I've just recently found out. <laughs> I'm a Gen Z, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything worse than a millennial, <laughs> it's a Gen Z. Um, and I don't identify as a Gen Z, so I'm going to choose to identify as a millennial. But right. What do you think, um, so millennials in 2020 or just in today's age in general 
have a lower income ratio than our parents did statistically uh, when they were our age. Why do you think that is? So can you rephrase that one more time? So you said millennials our age have a lower age gap statistically than our parents. Sure. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Millennials nowadays are at our age are making less money than our parents did when they were our age. Right. Do you think there's a reason behind that? I think part of it uh, is part of like the exposure and, and experience part. So I remember when I was in school, that was probably the most frustrating thing, like trying to just land my first internship, sure. right? Yeah. Um, how do I make flag football sound like I can <laughs> handle $500 million in an organization right. or something, yeah. right? So it's like having those those barriers where it's like you don't have a minimum of five years of experience in the industry or, or those – I guess, for lack of better words, older standards that used mm-hmm. that used to exist that you have to do this to get there. Um, I think that's a huge a huge barrier, right? Because right now you have individuals that might have different backgrounds. Maybe they didn't land a bunch of internships in school, but maybe they were a full time student and they volunteered on, on on local organization campuses and and they were able to learn uh, interpersonal skills and they were able to hold leadership positions. Like that's. I think that's pretty equivalent to maybe a, a entry level role somewhere, and so, in certain cir- circumstances, because of that limited exposure or limited experience, we're not able to to kind of get to those specific areas, right? Or make or have as much like I guess money as our as our parents or older generations had at this point in time. And also, part of it too is that you go to college. Some people have to pay for college themselves or take out mm-hmm. a bunch of loans. You're, you're in so much debt. So it's like yeah. you're already in the negative before you come out positive. So it's like you're starting from behind and you're trying to essentially catch up. So there, there's a number of factors, right? Sure. Do you, um, do you think that falls into th- some of the biggest struggles that millennials face nowadays? Like if you were to pinpoint like the one biggest roadblock that millennials will say, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. What do you think the biggest roadblock is in a millennial's way of succeeding? Yeah, so part of it, I think it w- what was we talked about with exposure and experience, mm-hmm. but also I think of it's kind of like when you have to see a lot of things on social media, right? You might see somebody's wins all the time, and mm-hmm. you see that they're doing so well. Maybe they bought they bought a house. They're sure. they're perfectly married. They have kids and all these things, and you're constantly comparing yourself to people. Yeah. So it's like how do you how do you how do you continue to progress when you're seeing people your age that yeah. are doing so many so many great things sure um and everybody's victim to it i'm a victim to it as well because people don't like to like post your 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 losses right sometimes because yeah. that nobody wants to see that no so it's like being in this world of technology where you're constantly seeing people win and and you're having that pressure that can create like a huge mental like health issue for you right because you're trying to compare yourself all the time and you're thinking like i need to have a luxurious car i need to have a huge house i need to have these degrees i need to start my business tomorrow i mm-hmm. need to work every single day of every single hour because i see this person busting their butt off working every single day like it's just there's just so many things and it's and unhealthy it, right and it ultimately gets unhealthy it gets it gets tiring um and not only that too, like certain individuals, I don't want to speak for everybody, but sometimes you're born into situations where there might be generational curses. And so you have to kind of find a way to live uh, a different lifestyle, maybe that your family did to kind of get you to a place where, where you think you want to be and where you think it is best kind of moving your future forward. So I think it's a combination of all of those things where it's like, there's so much going on in the world of technology. There's so much that, 
that you started from behind on that you want to advance yourself forward to that it, it makes it hard to, to kind of move forward just because there's all those different factors. Gotcha. Gotcha. You mentioned before we started recording your shirt, it says LA, yeah. is that T-I-N-X? Yeah, so it's Latinx. So that's the millennial Latinx, Latin term that we've coined, Latinx, that uh, can be a little controversial because some people prefer different words other than Latinx. However, the shirt has a big meaning for us because we're doing something great in our community. So Hype has partnered with uh, Bader Scott and the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, an organiza- organization called Ser Familia. And our T-shirts are essentially going to proceeds to a family need for the holidays. So 100% of our 100% of the proceeds of our T-shirts that are being made going to a family at the end of the month. Amazing, amazing fundraiser that we're doing with local organizations in our community. Really excited to partner with everybody. Hopefully people, if you haven't bought a Christmas present and you're, you're last minute kind of like me maybe sometimes, perfect gift for somebody. And, and just know that the purchase of this gift is going to go to somebody that really needs it and you're really making a difference to somebody's life. How is it for, um, how is it for a guy like me to join Hype? How, how easy or hard is it? Is it just a matter of, is there an online form that I can go and fill out? Do I walk up in person just like, hey, I want to join this organization? How, do, how exactly does it work in joining Hype? Yeah, it's super easy. Um, so I'll talk about it two different ways. So sure. before the pandemic, uh, <laughs> we would have our events where it, they're open to the community, right? So the way that we explain it to people, so one, our membership is $80 a year, Um or if you want to come to an event and kind of feel it out, because most people like to feel something out before they make their investment sure. and money and where they want to put it. So if you don't want to pay that $80, you can pay $20 to come to our events, and that's each time. So you figured if you come to three events, it might be worth your while to just get a membership. Right. But the membership goes a lot further than just $80. You get access to all these different resources. You get access to all of our events. You get the opportunity to see huge leaders in our community representing amazing organizations and you get early access to all these great people. And so before the pandemic, you come up, you can sign up through us. We have a, a booth kind of sitting there where we would register you through a paper form. Uh, we'll get your information, scan it, send it to the, the Georgia Spank Chamber of Commerce. So they're kind of, the Georgia Spank Chamber of Commerce, that how we explain it, is like Hype's governing body because mm-hmm. we're a pillar of the Georgia Spank Chamber of Commerce. And so they essentially handle the, the membership that we sell to our members. And so... That was what it looked like before the pandemic. But now during the pandemic, uh, an easier way that we did to essentially expedite our membership process is you can just go directly to our website online. Um, if you go on Google, you can type Hype GHTC. It'll take you directly to our page. You fill out a form that asks some questions like your name, your address, things like that. Go in and, and make the specific payment yourself right there. And then you'll get connected within a week or so from our member relations team and they'll welcome you into the organization. They'll find out how, how you heard about us, kind of understand a little bit more than just getting your money. So we kind of, we like to take it a little bit further because it's not just about like getting memberships, right? It's about helping people and understanding like why they wanted to join Hype. How did they hear about Hype? Who connected them? What background do they serve? Are they ever interested in joining any committees of ours to continue to help advance our mission? Like understanding that, that personal aspect of people uh, and getting people to want to continue to get more and more involved. Gotcha. Last question I'll ask you is, what is the ultimate goal for Hype? And maybe just you, maybe two questions. What's the ultimate goal for Hype in 2021? And what's the ultimate goal for Alex Villanueva going into the new year? So for Hype, uh, I believe 
it's the sense of sustainability, right? So being able to continue to operate in a pandemic and find ways to continue to show our community that there's value in our organization to essentially provide community to each and every individual. And so finding ways to continue to get people to come out uh, in a virtual or in a hybrid setting. And so that's something that we've flirted with the idea of with maybe 2021, if it gets safe, if, if vaccines are working for people or people are comfortable with that, and if we implement socially distant measures, maybe 2021 we, we do implement some type of hybrid activities. So 2021 is more about st- stability, structure, um, not just external facing, but internal facing. So we have a lot of new members on our leadership team. I'm a new leader. I'm the first new president of the organization. So it's like, how do we make sure that we're good with our internal policies and procedures that we have as a team so that when we are external facing, we can not only say that we have it going on or all together, but we actually do. Like we have everything in place that we can can kind of continue to move forward as the organization continues to grow and as we move into or continue to move in a new normal and whatever that looks like, right? So that's uh, hype goal. And then the Alex Villanueva goal is uh, essentially just, for me, it's balance. So it's figuring out how to balance my time, not only with my commitments within hype, but commitments in my personal life, commitments with my career, and making sure that I can intentionally give the energy that's required of me and not just sign my name up for things just for the sake of signing my name up for things. So whenever I commit to an organization or a role or a job, for me personally, I want to make sure that I can actually give people my time because your time is valuable and you don't want to just put your name on things if you're not contributing or if you're not helping make a difference. And so for me, that's my biggest challenge because I'm I'm not going to lie. I sometimes buy it off more than I can choose sometimes, but – uh, I think for me, it's finding a way to, to be at peace, knowing that I can give my full-time effort to all these different entities, organizations, and people that ask of me. So I think those are those are my goals and, and how we can move forward with Hype in 2021. Well, awesome. Alex, thanks so much for agreeing to come in and sit down and talk to me. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciated this. This is an amazing, amazing opportunity. Uh, I... I lived in Gwinnett, actually, so super close. I didn't yeah. realize how close I was before I got <laughs> here. Uh, I'm really excited to, to see to see this podcast, and thank you so much for having me here. Yes, absolutely. Um, it was it was an honor getting to talk to you. I'm definitely going to look more into hype and uh, and you. Uh, glad let that go, <laughs> glad that this podcast gave us a pl- a place to form a relationship and uh, and a friendship as well. So definitely. Um, everybody, uh, or Alex, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to? Yeah, for sure. So please follow us at, uh, on all social media outlets, Instagram, hype, GHCC, LinkedIn, Hispanic Young Professionals Entrepreneurs, Facebook, Hispanic Young Professionals Entrepreneurs. We're on all social media platforms for 2021. We're super active on social media. So if you want any of your live updates, continue to follow us, uh, during the next couple of weeks, we have something called Politically Speaking Live every Wednesday. We're not having one this week because of Christmas holidays, but we're restarting next Wednesday in which you'll speak with our public policy team, which consists of Jenny Castillo and Ruby Garcia Manso, who essentially talk about nonpartisan things that are going on in the world. So we have the runoffs going on, just understanding what that's looking like, next steps with that, how to volunteer in the organization. 
uh, how to continue to advance um, with helping out with volunteers and, and essentially interviewing awesome people throughout the way as well. So continue to follow us, continue to uh, believe in our organization, what we're doing in 2021, and we're excited to have everybody continue to grow with our mission within Hype. Awesome. Everybody, check out what Alex has going on. I'll put all of the stuff that he just plugged in the description. I'll plug the Instagram, the website, whatever we need to know to get people an easy access to to those links. Yep. And uh, while you're at it, go ahead and give Quickly Media a follow again on uh, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever you use to browse the social medias. Uh, we're there. And go visit the Quickly Media website to check out uh, if you need digital marketing services. And, uh, and yeah, Merry Christmas again to everybody. Hope everyone has a nice holiday. And Alex, thank you again so much for being here. And uh, we'll see everyone next time. Thanks.